0: Welcome back to episode 34 of the All Up Blitz podcast. Today we're going to be doing some NFL team breakdowns and record predictions for the AFC North and NFC North. Then we're going to be looking at some college football predictions, Brendan's top 50, uh, and then college football week zero preview, hashtag Blitz Picks.
1: I'm excited for the Blitz Picks. I think it's a great name.
0: I think it's a mediocre
2: name at best. I think it's a phenomenal name. I think it needs to rhyme a little bit better. Just like a <laughs> half a syllable better. Yeah.
1: I was debating whether or not to change the S in the picks to his Z. Why don't we
0: just call it all out picks? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Mm.
2: I'll
1: think about it. We'll think I, about I
0: it. am a former marketing major, <laughs>
2: if
0: anyone was wondering.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, also, you're seeing Brendan's top 50. I don't rank 25 teams, I rank 50 teams. I double it. So. That'll be interesting. So you write teams.
2: That's insane. I don't even
0: like doing teams. records for I don't even know if I NFL could
2: teams. name fifty teams in one breath. <laughs> <laughs> Change it to Z,
1: says Jaron. All right. I got I mean all well, our with a Z. We're we're in a democracy, so <laughs> all right. But first, I want to talk about the preseason. Any comments from you guys, what you saw NFL preseason? This was, like,
2: the best week of preseason football. Dude, the t- this that game, so like, I match.
0: genuinely enjoyed watching Malik
2: it. Willis looks insane. But yeah, he's pretty he's, sweet. Because I remember, what was it, Vrabel was, like, I took him out because I wanted to see him throw.
0: Well, apparently, Vrabel's always down on rookies in press conferences because he just doesn't, like, he doesn't like to hype him up too much because he doesn't want them, like, reading their own press clippings. So, I yeah. see, but... Either way, he he was throwing. He was throwing. Yeah, you could tell he was, like, trying to sit in the pocket more. But when he runs, the dude can make a play. Because I was like, oh, God, he was about to take a 25-yard sack. And then he got out of it. He ended up throwing an incomplete pass, but still.
2: And his arm angles—he can throw a pass at like any arm angle. He threw a side arm. It was basically underhanded. It was. Crazy. I know. I but was like, like I, I thought foot. that was pick six the other way. I'm not gonna lie. And then I, didn't, I just saw it should have been. I saw Des Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick running with the ball. I was like, oh, nice. I was like, how did he get? Like, I feel like that was a pick six in the in like the real games. Yeah, like that's crazy. Well, I mean, I guess everyone
0: thought it was a pick six, but him. So whatever.
1: Uh. So, Kayvon Thibodeau uh, got injured. I think it was a sprain MCL, right? Uh,
2: it? It, it's a sprain. It, it's not the ACL, whatever it is, but they say it's a sprain, and he'll be back in three to four weeks. Yeah, which
1: is obviously good, but there's been a lot of debate today throughout sports media. Was the hit on Thibodeau, or the block, whatever you want to call it, was it clean or was it dirty? Was
2: it a football player, or do you think it was a cheap shot? I don't know. I I mean, you know, it, you got to remember it's preseason. These guys, you're probably are making hits. You're probably not going to hear from them that often ever again. And they're fighting for their career. This you take huge hits and some a lot of unnecessary hits in the preseason. I think that's bound to happen. But um, so I don't know. I I would say it's I would say it's a little dirty, a little clean. I don't I don't really care that much to be honest with you. But what I do care about is um. Not only I hope he does. I hope he gets better because I I think he's a I think he's a cool guy. I hope he does really well. Um, but this hurts the narrative of there was a huge, big debate of which defensive end should go first in the draft, and the biggest knock on Thibodeau was the injury risk. Having a now, hurt knee in the preseason does not help that narrative for him.
0: It just sucks, because that wasn't, like, a stupid injury that injury-prone guys usually get. Like, had Hutchinson gotten chopped there, it would have happened to him.
2: It, yeah, it could happen to anybody. It, so, it could literally happen to anybody. Yeah, it's
0: All
1: just right. it sucks. Like, you, I kind of feel for Stibbitt there. I, I do feel for him, but in my opinion, I think that was partially his fault for getting injured. Because, I mean, you look at the play. He kind of stopped, right, when the block was coming at him. Don't you want to kind of blow up the block and just plow right through him, right? If you watch the play again, that the... uh. Or the, I think it was a tight end. His helmet actually hit Thibodeau's thigh, so it wasn't really a low block to me.
2: That was a football play, and it was just an unfortunate. Uh, yeah, he kind of got there. chopped, and it, it. I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting on my couch saying that this was an avoidable hit, but yeah, I, I you know it. It just looked like it was really bad luck, to be honest with you.
1: It, I mean, it was, but like I said, Jaron said, took the words right out of my mouth. Watching it, Thib was eyeing Moss, who was the tight end, I think, in that case, and just didn't finish his play. Yeah, he just stopped and just let the tight end hit him, so which caused the resulting injury. Moss did what many did in that blocking situation. Yeah, I thought that was just a football play. So I don't know why. I think Emmanuel Acho was one of the people that came out and said that was a dirty play. Like, I I don't see that whatsoever.
2: Yeah, that's just your emotions talking, I feel. I see where he's coming from, but bad luck, clean play, you know. It ain't ballet, as they say. So, any other final
1: comments from preseason?
0: Josh Dobbs. I put him in the thumbnail. Dude, I want him to start for the Browns so bad. He's been under the best, uh, one of the best coaches in the NFL, in my opinion, Mike Tomlin, for like four years now. He's experience good locker room with the Steelers, bad locker room with the Jags. And now he's performing in the preseason pretty well. So I like he's now he's kind of shown he can do it on the field a little bit. And he he's extremely smart. He was like a rocket science major at Tennessee. So I, I think Dobbs needs to get a chance to play regular season football for the Browns this year. Because he's got he's got the quarterback knowledge and He's shown in the preseason he can do it on the field a little bit. He's been with in many different locker rooms. So, shout out Josh Dobbs. Yeah, yeah. I, Dobbs. I'd
2: like to see him do it in the regular season because he's kind of like like he's got all the makings of a starting quarterback in the preseason. I want to see if he can actually right like, it. like he, he's
0: a guy that should get opportunity on a bad team
2: and eleven games of right doesn't really matter who your quarterback. is. Yeah, I was gonna be. say it's like is Jacoby Brissett that much better?
0: That you can't get. You know what you're going to get
2: out of Jacoby Brissett, you know?
0: right? So uh the Dobbs, narr- the Dobbs emergence has killed the Jimmy G narrative. Yeah, I haven't heard since Dobbs has been pretty good. I haven't heard a lot about oh Jimmy G the Browns. I mean, you can still see it, but now that uh Watson is going to come back eventually, would it be a waste of money for the Browns to get Jimmy G on what's probably going to be a hopeless season, regardless?
2: Never know. No, because then,
0: because then you have. A quarterback room of Brissett, Jimmy G, and uh, and uh, God, Brissett, Jimmy G, and Dobbs. uh, Watson oh, and Dobbs. Yeah. So then you have like so, but you, then you have two starting caliber quarterbacks plus Brissett who's started at times. So I, I think at this point it's kind of a waste to, for the Browns to get Jimmy G now that Watson's like gonna play this year, most likely.
1: All right, so now. Got some more NFL record predictions. The final week of this, we've hit the east, we've hit the west. I'm so the South. glad this is over. Now we're doing the north. <laughs> yeah, I know
0: this was like my idea to do the team predictions. It was fine at first, but once I had to start going off of what I said the weeks before for the other teams records, it sucked. Getting
1: a bit yeah, bland. Man. Yeah. It's hard. So but Will, you wanted to start with the Lions.
2: Yes. Or I'm doing my beloved NFC North. And listen, listen. If I were you, and I was watching some idiot, hey, hey, put it away, put it away. Don't don't show, don't show him that. Yeah, you didn't see that. Um, if I was watching some idiot talk positively about the Lions in year two of a horrible, horrible, post terrible season, I would I would laugh too. I would laugh and call names. But the way I picked these teams was. I was having somebody rattle off games to me and just saying win loss off of whether they should win or lose, whether they should first instinct off the top of my head, and I'll I'll break gut it down reaction, gut, gut reactions. reactions.
1: Okay, so all right. Let me break it down. I can reveal it now, right? Yes. Boom.
2: All right. Eagles loss. Horrible, horrible matchup. Um. That uh. Yeah. That's um. Lions getting the hard knocks love is making betting the Vikings Packers much more valuable I think so I think that's true because just the the sheer amount of of bets is like skewing the data yeah I mean
0: everyone's gonna be high on the Lions because you you no matter what you're gonna like the team on hard knocks yeah so everyone's like probably pretty high on the Lions right now so the odds might be slipping for them against the Vikings or Packers. Right, but
2: here, let me let me break down the division. So, you've got the Bears. You should sweep the Bears. Are we in agreement there? Agree. The Bears are that bad. Agree. When you when I, when everybody in Chicago is excited about Byron Pringle and then he goes to jail and then his backup goes to jail, you are in rough shape. We should sweep the Bears and the vikings i think we should sweep the viking or not sweep split with the vikings i think we should split with the vikings we did last year and that's fair they're the vikings and i would say we get swept by the packers however <laughs> however the packers we play their second game in week 18 when the packers are already going to be in the playoffs See what I'm saying? Are they really gonna put all their guys out in the snow when they're already in the playoffs?
0: Uh if they have a reasonable shot at a one seed, they would
2: I and they're the Packers. Yeah. So, so
0: they if they don't already have a one seed locked up or they don't have a chance at a one seed, then I'd give that to the Lions. But
1: you're still gonna be playing for home field advantage, probably. I don't think there's a a very high I don't percentage scenario where they
2: wouldn't be playing for. Anything. Well, like last year, they weren't playing for anything. And we I mean, they put in Jordan Love for a half. So, OK, I think personally, I don't know. I
0: don't know what your Vikings record is yet, but I would say it's probably going to go Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. I don't know if the agree. Packers record will be substantially better than the Vikings to where they're going to be resting their starters in week 18.
2: We'll see, you know, because it also depends on the weather. You know, if you're making the playoffs either way and if it doesn't really matter because if you're not getting a one seed or home field advantage and that doesn't make a difference, you know, you're not going to want to put your guys out in the snow. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. So that's that's just on a whim, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, either way. And then we've got the NFC East should beat the commies. Should be, I don't think we're going to beat the Cowboys. I think that's fair. Um, Eagles, I think we're going to lose to. And uh, then we've got the Jags. You should beat the Jags. I don't know if you're going to. You should beat the Seahawks. I don't know if you're going to. And you should beat the Jets and the Giants. I don't know if they're going to. Because those were all bad teams that we should beat. But the same way we got better, they got better. Except maybe the Giants. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, so you should win all those games, but maybe you get two of them.
0: Here's the thing. I, I see where you're coming from but most, from most of these games, but the word should and the Lions has that's never gone
2: well together. That's ever. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, um, the same way we should have won, like, six games last year because they went down to the final play, it just doesn't go that way. So, realistically – I will give the Lions six or seven, but there's ten games that they should win.
0: Yeah, if you're doing this prediction based on clearly
2: and purely should, then I'm I'm not super against it. This is the Lions' ceiling. Yeah, ten and seven. Their floor is four or five. I think they get six or seven. Realistically, they get six because like I don't think
0: they go out beat the. Seahawks and the Patriots and the Jags and the Vikings both times and the Panthers and hopefully they don't slip up against the Bears. Yeah,
2: you know you you've got to lay an egg against a couple of those. Right. So, so if uh, I was a betting man, which I am, I give them six. But they should win ten. Yeah. Games, if you're going, which to, is kind of crazy. Surely, I mean, this is an extremely easy schedule. This is the easiest schedule I've seen in probably my lifetime. For the yeah. Lions. They're they're number five in the ease of schedule below the entire NFC East because they have to play themselves.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, All right. Tom, you're up next. You got the AFC North. We're going to start with the Bengals.
0: All right. So the Bengals coming off the Super Bowl appearance. Uh, Historically, teams coming off of losing the Super Bowl do not do very well the next year. But that's a lot of times because they have a lot of money sucked into a quarterback. Joe Burrow is still on a rookie contract, which means – he can – it's possible to have a good team around him, which the Bengals have a solid roster. So getting into this, I think I have them splitting with everyone in the in their own division besides the Browns. I think they sweep the Browns, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then I have uh loss versus the Jets, because I think the Jets might get their feet under him by then. Zach Wilson will be back, hopefully. And then they kind of skid against the Dolphins and Ravens. And then the – I think then they have a tough stretch. I think they get an in-division loss to the Steelers because the Steelers may have it figured out by midseason. And then they have a tough stretch. They go Titans-Chiefs, easy game against the Browns, but then a they got to go play Tom Brady, which is tough. And this is a pretty difficult end to the season, but I think the Bengals, if they do what they did last year, and get hot towards the end of the year, they could go out and beat Patriots, Bills, Ravens. It's tough, but if they get hot at the end of the year, like they did, I could see them going out and winning those games.
1: The disrespect to Joe Burrow is real. I'll tell you. I that. didn't disrespect him. This, I, is, I a this is a wild card team. Yeah, for because
0: I, I like historically, teams that lose the Super Bowl don't do well the next year, and I have
1: them doing all right. Uh, CM says stuff, not CM Punk, but CM says stuff says against the Steelers, interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, my reasoning was because I think the Steelers may kind of have it. The Steelers are never going to suck. They're never going to go out and get two wins. They're too well-established. Yeah, so I, I think going to Pittsburgh is always tough, especially for the Bengals historically. They're not great in Pittsburgh. Uh, and I think by this point in the season, the Steelers will have their feet under them.
2: So I think a lot of matters about joe mixon because i don't know how if joe mixon can stay healthy for two whole seasons in a row that's a big ask that is him. a big ask for any running back really and um but i do like because i think joe burrow isn't going to regress and i don't think jamar chase is going to regress and that's that's huge for them and their o-line got better and their defense got better i think a wild card for the Bengals is fair
0: yeah i i'm pretty sure i have the ravens winning this division handily but I think the Bengals could easily sneak in with a wild card. Not really sneak in. They'll probably be a better of of the better wild card team.
2: And, and, you know, I'll stand up for you here. Um, They shouldn't lose to the Steelers, but the Steelers got to beat a few people. They got to beat five teams, I think, at a minimum. And this is Bengals could be one. Right.
0: They're going to play them twice. So,
1: yeah. All right. Well, next team, the NFC North, your beloved Chicago Bears.
2: Yeah, Chicago Bears suck. They're terrible. Um, like, I don't know if I would favor them against any team except the uh, the Texans. Oh, there's a mistake there. They sh- they're they getting swept by the Lions. I just noticed that. Oh, all right. That's okay. Um, but I wouldn't favor them against any team except the Texans. But I think just because Fields is electric, they might shock a few teams. Uh, catch them with their pants down, you could say like uh the Commies for example you never know uh Carson Wentz might already be out for the season by then in week 6 and um you know the Falcons you could favor them against the Falcons uh what would you say Tom Falcons or Bears I'm uh, not watching that game i
0: well I'm not watching that game <laughs> one yeah but uh I th- I think the Falcons have a lower ceiling but a better roster right now. I think they have more playmakers on offense with Kyle Pitts. I'm more confident in the Mariota-led offense than the Fields-led offense. behind, behind the a, Ritter-led offense. Yeah, behind a putrid O-line. The Bears' O-line is so bad. I don't think they're really going to have a running game to lean on. So I, I'd take the Falcons in that game even though it's it's a toss up really that that game is going to be for the first overall pick
2: yeah and the the texans are like texans are straight up like they're better but yeah it's
0: i mean if, if the bears are going to go out and win a game they they get to play the lions twice they could seemingly win either of those maybe they could beat the texans they could beat the giants could beat the commanders could beat the jets could beat the falcons
2: I don't know. I, I think that that's a little bit generous. Like this, they are really. I don't they're, think they're favored in any of those games. They're sinking but, into yeah. the depths of hell right now. Yeah. I, I give them like a floor of 0 and 17 and a ceiling of 5 and 12. What yeah. What do
1: you say? I'd say a ceiling of 4 and 13, but. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Either way.
1: That's what you have me. Yeah, I messed up on that. 4 and 13 instead of 5. Like they and
0: have games. They have an easy schedule. It's similar to the Lions schedule. They could win some of these games, but. I. Most likely, I don't think they do.
1: All right, next team, Browns.
2: Damn.
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, they're going to be bad because I think even when Deshaun comes back, it's going to take a while for them to win football games. So I got a win against the Panthers. I think Baker loses his revenge game. My reasoning, I don't know why, but the Browns roster, aside from quarterback, is not bad.
2: I agree. That's I would I don't know. Amari Cooper can win you. Yeah, Nick Chubb is top
0: games. five. Amari Cooper's really good. They have Hunt R-
2: is still gonna play even though he wants out. Yeah, they
0: have a top three edge rusher in the league. But anyway, so their wins. Panthers, Commanders, Steelers. I think the reason why they win the last two games, I think uh Deshaun is okay if he's able to come back and play by the incident. He might get his feet under him by the last two weeks.
2: So, here I I would like to comment. I think the Texans at Houston is going to be a hate fueled like forty bomb. Yeah, I think everybody is going to be rooting for the Texans. Yeah, and I think the Texans, like if they do nothing else this season, they 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 have to beat the Browns.
0: Yeah, so. But the thing is, they have a relatively tough schedule, in my opinion. They have to play. Can you hear that comment real quick? So they have to play. Uh, their own division is tough because they're the bad team in that division. So, boom, that's what six tough games right there. Uh, the Falcons is an easy game, but then they got to play the Chargers. They got to play the Patriots. That's tough. They play the Bills. That's tough. Dolphins are a better team than the Browns. Uh, they have to play the Buccaneers. That's tough. Saints is not a cakewalk, and uh, I think the Commanders is a winnable game. So they're out of division. Schedule is hard, in my opinion, which is kind of the reasoning for their bad record. But if, if you're a Browns fan, the upside is you have a really good roster outside of quarterback. And if Deshaun comes back next year and is good, then you have a good team.
2: So... Deshaun looks awful in practice. He doesn't look like himself at all. Like, as much as I don't like the guy, I thought he was top three. Yeah. And um, he does not look like himself at all in practice or in preseason.
0: Yeah, before everything kind of went in the crapper for Deshaun, I remember when we did our, like, top ten quarterbacks, we both had Deshaun relatively high.
2: Before everything went into the massage parlor.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. We're throwing it back to the NFC North. We're throwing it back. We're throwing it back. We went over the Bears and Lions, so now
2: the Packers. Yes, the Packers will. They'll do pretty good in the division. They. Uh, I feel like they would be favored in most games this season, other than the Titans, and let's see, maybe the Bucks, maybe the Cowboys. Because I have no idea how the Cowboys are going to look later in the season and um i i think 12 and 5 is a good record uh, they are they're a lock for playoffs i think they're a lock for the division uh, if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy so that's it i don't i don't like the packers very much i think aj dillon is going to be incorporated hugely into the offense i think they're going to have maybe not a total split but a 70 30 or 60 40 split between jones and dillon because they they've been quietly developing a monster and AJ Dillon the guy's insane you know imagine if you've got a, if you're like a def, if you're a nose tackle and then AJ Dillon pounds into you for three downs in a row you know pause I mean? hey hey, <laughs> hey you you know what i was getting at yeah. let's
1: be mature here <laughs> yeah
2: you, uh, you know what maybe never mind I can't, <laughs> I can't, i'm not going to go into that any further
1: uh quick comment here before we move back to the AFC. Falcons-Texans fighting for worst team in the league this year, but I think the Falcons clinch it. They are a dumpster fire, and we just suck.
2: Dude, Bears are in there. Yeah, Bears are in uh, that conversation. Bears, I
1: think, are as bad as those two. I think the
2: Texans have... i think going to are the best out of those three. They though. probably have... They might have the best quarterback. <laughs> Davis Mills kind of a dog. Uh, Fields yeah. he should dog be better. In. Fields should be better, but... A healthy Davis Mills versus a sacked sixteen times a game Justin Fields, yeah, pretty close. I mean,
0: Marcus Mariota's won a playoff game,
2: you know. Certainly has Ritter. Ritter has some promise. Ritter is a winner, so
0: I, I, I don't think quarterback is as big of a problem for the Falcons as the rest of the team. I think their offense could be like all right if they like. Get pits like 40 touches a game. Okay. Hear me out. Compare the Falcons to the Lions last year. You have a really good tight end, right? You have a decent running back with Cordero Patterson. So that could be. Wait,
2: did they have another guy too? Didn't they draft a fella? Uh,
0: I don't remember. But So the Lions had Swift. They had Hawkinson. They had a uh, veteran quarterback who's on a new team. Oh, hmm. And a, a weak defense. I think the Falcons could be similar to the Lions
2: last year. I, I think the Falcons might be better because they also – I don't know if, how hurt is Drake London, do you know? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how hurt he is, but he looked pretty legit. And also, like,
0: Hawkinson missed the majority of the season.
2: Yeah, because he had a thumb injury. He, like, couldn't move his so, thumb. I
0: think the Falcons aren't that different than the Lions last year. So, And the Lions had a – at the end of the year, they had a decent offense. And still, their defense was – whatever but agree yeah so I, I think the falcons could win a few games i don't think they'll go 0-17 i think the bears are more likely to go 0-17 than 2-15 and
2: i concur
1: yeah so all right we got three more teams left yeah all right ravens
2: okay
0: uh i think this is one of the best teams at afc this year if lamar stays healthy well actually if their team stays healthy that, had they not had all those injuries last year, I don't think the Bengals go to the Super Bowl, personally. But, anyways, so uh, they start off, boom, three AFC East games. I think they win them all, and then a loss to the Bills. They play the entire AFC East before they play a AFC North game. It's kind of wild. I think they lose to the Bills, who is the best of it, team in the AFC, in my opinion. And then they go, they sw- Split with the Steelers. I think the Steelers sneak up them, sneak up on them late. Uh, and then they lose to the Bengals because I had the Bengals getting hot towards the end of the year. Uh they have a easy stretch of two games after their bye week. Panthers Jags, boom, two easy wins right there. And then I think they go in and beat the or no, the Broncos come to Baltimore. I think they win that game. I'm not super high on the Broncos this year for whatever reason. I don't know why. I'm just I'm just not. And yeah,
1: so you're going 14 and three for the Ravens.
0: Yeah, I think Lamar is capable of being extremely good. No, okay, the Ravens, good regular season team, Lamar, great fantasy football quarterback. I don't see them winning a Super Bowl,
1: though. I don't disagree, to be honest. I, I don't, obviously, Lamar is super mobile, but his pocket passing ability is
2: question mark.
0: Yeah, I think his passing is not as bad as some people say, but I just
2: I don't see him winning a Super Bowl. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of high in the right of the Ravens. I like Lamar Jackson a lot, and you've got to consider we um we've seen uh, MVP Lamar Jackson, and then we've seen the Ravens with half their starters injured. You know, we haven't. We don't know what they're fully capable of right now.
1: All right, last NFC North team the Minnesota Vikings.
2: All right. The Vikings are kind of, the Vikings are just kind of weird to me because they have all, they have everything they need to be insanely good, but they just aren't. And you know how we feel about Gritty Kirk on this podcast. I love Gritty Kirk. Love us some Gritty Kirk.
0: We're big fans of Gritty Kirk. Not the best quarterback in the league though, unfortunately. He statistically, is underrated. he's. It's, statistically, he be. He's, should be what? 83 in the top 100, whatever Mac Jones was.
2: Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I don't
0: think. I think he's underrated, but he just looks. He doesn't look good doing it. He does not I mean?
2: pass the eye test, no, and he, he does not have that dog in him. His numbers are good. Since but, he left East Lansing. He, he has yeah, not had that he dog. He just in doesn't
0: him. look good doing it.
2: So, but, you know. Uh, Delvin Cook, sta- Delvin Cook, and Alexander Madison, I like a lot. Receiving core is spectacular. Uh, solid tight end, decent O line. Defense is, you know, middle of the pack, maybe a little bit better in the, in the NFL. And their schedule is not that bad. Don't be surprised if you see the Vikings slip into a wild card. Um, you know, as you see, nine and eight is what I have predicted for them, and I don't think their ceiling or floor is too you know, too far away from that. I'd say give or take two games. Um, There's a couple that are up in the air. They might beat the Cardinals. Um, You know, they might beat the Saints. They might beat the Colts even. I would like, would you be surprised if they beat the Colts?
0: I'm not super high on the Colts
2: this year. So yeah, yeah.
0: I think the Vikings are a good team. Like if you were to say, are they a good or bad team? I'd say good.
2: Like the same way I could see them beating the Colts or the Cardinals. I could see them losing to the Bears just because it's weird. The Vikings are hard to put a finger on. They could be anywhere from bad to play to wild card team.
0: Um I think their defense is underrated if they stay healthy. Because you have as of right now you have Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter coming off the edge. If they're both healthy, they're very, very good. Right. I think Zadarius Smith was he might have led the NFC in sacks like two years ago. Yeah. You
2: know, the thing is I, he might just be one of those random Packers guys, like the same yeah. way the Patriots have guys that are really good. Cause they fit into their scheme so well. I kind of feel the same way about the Packers defense. Yeah. But the, the dude's a mauler. Uh, Daniel Hunter is, is still in his prime injury
0: prone, say. but when healthy is very good. Yeah. So,
2: and um, for their corners? They have one really good corner. What's his name? Uh, did they, they sell
0: Patrick Peterson?
2: They do I believe, yeah?
0: I mean, I don't know how he'll be he's so old, but uh, they have Cameron Dance, I yeah, was. Their Oh, uh, a I,
2: I'm not thinking of cornerback, I'm thinking of their safety. Oh, uh, Harrison Harrison Smith, Harrison Smith got yeah. an extension, so he's I think he's gonna finish his career off there, and he's always solid. So,
0: <laughs> I think that defense is underrated for Um,
2: dude, they're feeling and Jefferson is an amazing. Dalvin
0: Cook's wearing a single digit this year. So oh, yeah. It's and is
2: dreads and single digits. It's over. It's over. Lethal. Lethal.
1: Lethal. Quick quick couple comments here. Uh Jaron says the Vikings are getting older aside from Jefferson. They should be better than this, but this is a safe pick. Yeah. CM says stuff. Says nine and A is a great call, absolutely. So a few guys agreeing with you there. Uh back to the Broncos, real quick. CM says stuff says. I'm killed for not being high on the Broncos this season. Glad I found someone else. this trench with me
0: yeah i just i feel like the last couple years the uh russ on the seahawks was not Like he started off the season good but was not amazing the whole year and i don't know i'm just i I have a hard time seeing the broncos do well against their own division and they have a tough non-conference like i know they got to play the titans they had to play a couple of the nfc or afc north teams which is tough
2: so the thing with the Broncos is when was the last time we've seen Russ Cook for more than 5 games in a row? Right, that's what I'm saying. And when the, you know they say stuff like oh uh Cortland, Cortland Sutton's going to have a bounce back year. I mean, i have been saying that
0: for 3 years. Cortland
2: Sutton when he played, I remember I had him on my fantasy team when he was a good when he had his good year. He was like a little he was like decently above average. It's not like Cortland Sutton is the difference between a Winning the most difficult division in football. Cortland
0: Sutton and Kenny Galladay are the same dude. dude they had like <laughs> they had one good fantasy year, and they were both a good receiver on a bad
2: team for a few years, and are probably gonna go get paid somewhere else. They, the Bronco, what the Broncos need is like a stud. They need like a you know a generational dude on defense they need right to
0: here. well i mean they're not gonna be able to draft a guy like this because they don't have any picks anymore right but a guy like drafting a justin jefferson or a jamar chase would do wonders for that offense but they're not going to be able to do it because well, i guess they probably thought they did it when they drafted judy but that just hasn't turned out
2: agree all
1: right our final team they'll get into some college talk pittsburgh steelers
0: all right, um, so, again, Steelers, I'm a big fan of Mike Tomlin and their front office and their coaching staff. I think it's one of the best in the NFL. It has been for quite some time. So I'm never going to have them be terrible. Uh, but I think they probably won't have a reasonable shot at the playoffs this year. So they start off two losses, boom, boom. If Kenny Pickett's starting week one, which he's going to correct,
2: Kenny Pickett week one. Yeah, is he like? Uh, I don't know if it's been confirmed
0: yet. Okay, so I I did this kind of based off thinking Kenny Pickett would be the starter for the majority of the year. So I think they lose the first two games or two tough games. Then get two easy games, boom boom, then win those or 500 again. Then two more tough games, lose those. Uh, winnable game against the Dolphins. Uh, I think they lose the Battle of Pennsylvania. Uh, lost to the Saints because I don't think they can outshoot Jameis and the boys. Um. And then they win a tough game against the Bengals and Colts. Easy game against the Falcons. Have a tough time with the Ravens. And then uh, Panthers, Ra- uh, Raiders, Ravens, Browns. I think they go 500 through that. So, all
1: right, eight and nine for the Steelers. Just to recap NFL predictions. Uh, let's see. Uh, AFC North. Tommy, you have the Bengals going ten and seven. Browns three and fourteen. Ravens fourteen and three. Steelers eight and nine will did the NFC North bears four or four and 13 lions 10 and seven Packers 12 and five Vikings nine and eight. So now is the time to get into some college football talk. I did my conference predictions for the past two weeks, did all the power five and some and Notre Dame, but now I want to get into new Year's six bowl picks. So these are some of the teams that I have projected to do well in this season. So, First starting off with the Orange Bowl, I think this is a juicy matchup. if This happens in any bowl game, even if both teams just are like a seven win teams, doesn't matter. Anytime Miami and Notre Dame get on the football field, you know it's going to be a juicy matchup. So Catholics versus Convicts, I got that as my Orange Bowl projections. In case you missed it, I had Miami going 10-3 this year, losing in the ACC championship game. Notre Dame, I had going 10-2. So Miami, Notre Dame, I have an in, in the Orange Bowl. Uh, Next New Year's Six game, I have Baylor and Georgia. This is Big 12 versus SEC in the Sugar Bowl. Baylor, I have losing the Big 12 championship game to Oklahoma. They finish 11-2, I think. Georgia, I have them losing the SEC championship game to Bama. I have them going 12-1, and one, but they miss the playoff. A one-loss SEC team misses the playoff. That's what I think is going to happen. Next bowl game, the Cotton Bowl, first uh, Group of Five team in here, or the, actually the only Group of Five team, Fresno State. I'm really high on them. Jake Hayner, really good quarterback. I think the defense is underrated. Uh, they get a their veteran coach back, Jeff Tedford. I have Fresno going 12 and one with the only loss at USC. If they beat USC in 13 and 0, I mean that could be a good enough schedule to make them make the, their way into the playoff. I don't see them going undefeated but I like Fresno State as the best group of five team. So I have them in the Cotton Bowl, 12-1 and against Texas A&M, who I have going 10-2, and finishing second in the SEC West. That's my Cotton Bowl. All
0: right, hold on. I got a trivia question. What's up? What does the V on Fresno State's logo stand for?
2: I think you're not going to like my answer. uh, (laughs) I think it's a valley.
0: Yeah, it's pride in representing the San Joaquin Valley. Interesting tidbit there.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I was just looking
0: at the logo. I was like, hmm. Brendan probably knows this.
1: I do. Yeah. All right. The Rose Bowl. Boo. All right. Let's let go of our biases here. But I have Michigan there. I'm what bias? I have them going 10 and 2, finishing tied for second in the Big Ten East. So 10 and 2, Michigan. I have them in the Rose Bowl, second best Big Ten team. And they probably get the selection over Michigan State, Penn State just because their fan base size is so large and they draw. Michigan hasn't been in the Rose Bowl in a while either. So, yeah, that'd be a a good season for them. Uh, Utah, I have them winning the Pac 12. So they get to go to the Rose Bowl. Not good enough for the playoff. I'm going 11 and 2. So Rose Bowl, Michigan, Utah. Those are my New Year's six. Is a
0: Rose Bowl a letdown? For Utah. No, not at all. No. There's a Rose Bowl letdown for Michigan. No. A Rose I think, Bowl
1: is not a letdown for anyone. A New Year's
0: Six I know, not like a Michigan
2: is anyone. a letdown for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I would say, well, I don't know. Ohio State kind of treated it as a letdown being in the Rose Bowl last year. Ohio State is a
1: step up. On a di- yeah, they're a step up. But look at it, If you look at Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, maybe even Clemson, okay. they're all a step up. They are.
0: All right. When have Michigan fans been logical, though? They would tell me they wouldn't bitch about being in the Rose Bowl and not the playoff.
1: I mean, I don't I mean, there's always stupid fans for each team. So but it just happens to be a
0: higher percentage for a certain corn colored team.
1: Mm, interesting. OK, uh, I mean. Yeah, Utah wants in the college football playoffs so bad that I mean, they got they got they can't just. Poop themselves into it. They got to deserve it. You know, they got to win football games first. But I have them going 10 and 2, or excuse me, 11 and 2 going into this game. That's still a good season. Yes. That's a good season for Utah.
2: Michigan fans are mountain.
1: never reasonable. Thank you, Salt and the SWAT. Utah was in the Mountain West not too long ago. So back to back Rose Bowl appearances. Yeah, for sure. That's a great year. Now to the playoff predictions the Peach Bowl. I have Bama at Oklahoma. Bama, I have going undefeated regular Holy season. Holy moly. Beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. They're the one seed. Oklahoma, I have the four seed. In the. Uh, they win the Big 12. I think they lose a regular season game. I had them down against Baylor. I could also see them dropping it to Texas or Kansas State again. But I have them down as losing to Baylor. They get revenge in the Big 12 championship game against Baylor. They finish 12-1. So I have an undefeated Bama against a one-loss Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl. Oklahoma is kind of my sleeper team this year.
0: Okay. So you think a – one-loss Oklahoma team that wins their conference deserves a four-seed over a one-loss Georgia team that loses their conference to
1: Alabama. Yes, because I think the committee values conference championships. Who does
0: Oklahoma beat in the conference championship? No.
1: Baylor. They would All right. avenge okay. their only loss of the year in my instance. They would avenge their only loss of the year. Baylor, who I think is going 11-2. and two. I have him in the New Year's Six Bowl. So okay. That's a quality win. Texas would be a quality one. Oklahoma State would be a quality one. They have a lot of quality right. ones. But
0: Georgia would be beating Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida. What
1: that's fair, but I still think conference championships. The committee would put them over. Okay, a, a one-loss SEC team. That's not a conference.
0: Fair championship. enough. Even though I think Georgia would do better in the playoff. I oh, think. Was- I think in this game, yeah, oh, Alabama for sure. clobbers them
1: by thirty. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I I agree. And you'll see when I do my rankings in a bit, I think George is the better team over Oklahoma preseason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But for Oklahoma to make the playoff, you got to remember everything is going to have to work out for them. The offense is going to have to click. The defense is going to have to really improve. So in this instance, those two things would happen. So Alabama-Oklahoma, Peach Bowl playoff semifinal, got Bama winning that. Ohio State, I have two seed uh, going undefeated through the Big Ten, winning the conference, blah, blah, blah. They're the two seed, 13-0. and 0. Clemson, I also have undefeated, 13-0 in the ACC their ACC champ. So two undefeated conference champions going at it at the Fiesta Bowl. This is like a rematch from uh, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence not too long ago. So it'll be interesting, I think, if this is a matchup to watch in the playoffs. So I like Ohio State. Just the QB situation still concerns me a bit at Clemson. I don't think it's as big as people are making it out to be, but Ohio State wins. I think Ohio State and are two best teams in football. Oh, did you say
0: Clemson goes undefeated? Yeah, but I wouldn't be terribly shocked if they drop a game. Okay. One loss Clemson, conference champion. One loss Georgia, non-conference champion. Who makes it?
1: I still think it's Clemson because they value uh, conference champions a lot.
0: But it, winning the ACC is like, like – Whatever. Oh, I
1: know, yeah, Georgia would face a tougher schedule, but conference championships is one of the criteria that the committee looks at. I mean, so is strength of schedule. Yeah, I, I don't but, but they also
0: some- look at, like, how good would they do in the playoff, though? Like, technically, maybe they don't, but they do. You know they do.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's – it's easy to look at that in hindsight after you watch the game and be like, "Oh, Cincinnati didn't deserve a playoff spot. Oh, Michigan didn't deserve a playoff spot. Like, yeah. Who would you put in? Like every team would have been beaten by that much." So, but I mean, it's hard to say in hindsight like that. But I get what you're saying it'd be a debate. It'd be a debate going into Selection Sunday. If Clemson has one loss and if Georgia has one loss and Oklahoma has one loss, it'd be a debate. It wouldn't the, be
0: easy. I think the way you have it set up, we haven't had a tight debate going into like Selection Sunday. Like, more so than how you have it right now in a while. I don't think yeah. it's been that debatable since the year like, Baylor and TCU both had a legit beef of not yeah. getting in. I, I don't think it's really been that hard of a choice since then. So, I, I would like to see if it, uh, you're set up. I think that'd be interesting.
1: Yeah, so I have Ohio State winning national championship game. I have yeah. Alabama beating Ohio State. I I've said this before, if you listen to this podcast throughout the offseason i think alabama's the best team in football by a mile i do i think the best or one of the best defenses and one of the best offenses two best players in college football bryce young will anderson i think i mean they're gonna be flying all over the field bama's gonna have one of the best pass rushes in the country they're gonna be fine in the secondary they might have it might be iffy at corner but that's for alabama there's i mean for every other team in the in the uh the nation that they're gonna be good if you know what I'm saying, if you hey, compare them to other team standards, if
0: I'm Ohio State and I'm playing Alabama in the national championship, if there's one hole I want on that defense, it's at corner. Just saying,
1: that's true. But the pass rush is going to cover up that. If that, corners yeah. are concerned, the pass rush is going to be so good that it's going to cover that up. Right. I don't think there's a weakness at all with Alabama. I don't think there is. Ohio State, on the other hand, I'm still a little worried about the defense. It's still a work in progress. Just because a defensive coordinator who did really good last year comes over for Oklahoma State doesn't mean that everything is uh, is rainbows and sunshine. They still got to fix some stuff. They got bullied at the line of scrimmage by Michigan. That doesn't just ha- change overnight. That's a physicality problem that they got to fix. And they
0: lost Petite Fear. He's probably going to start for the Titans this year, week and, one.
1: And another thing is, what was I going to say? I com- completely forgot. But I mean, I guess some people are kind of handing the Big Ten to Ohio State already. I mean, myself maybe included. But if here, here's what I was going to say, if Ohio State doesn't make the playoff this year, they wasted so much so much offensive talent that it's kind of it would be kind of sad. To be I, honest,
0: I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of guys leave Ohio State through the portal if they fail to make the playoff again.
1: I don't think that'd be the case. You don't think so? Still, Ohio All State built receivers-
0: out on a ton of potential. All those receivers, you don't think like, oh, I'm done with this. I'm going somewhere else starting. The and... playoff
1: in college is not the end-all, All right. like Players want to be developed. They want to get to the NFL. That's probably their main goal. Obviously, if you go to BAM, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, whatever. What if they're like, what oh, I'm is... not
0: getting looked here, though, because I'm sitting behind three future NFL oh, prospects?
1: Yeah, we've already seen that. Jamison Williams is a perfect right. example. So... Yeah, So that's always going to happen. But I don't think you'd see a mass exodus from Ohio State. What if
0: Ryan Day gets fired?
1: That's not going to happen.
0: We don't think so. No. Okay. If they, they lose to Michigan again,
1: that's not going to happen.
0: I don't think it'll happen either. No. No. I'm saying
1: if they do, that's they're not firing him.
0: They're not. They lose to Michigan again. Yeah. In if the they shoe.
1: Lose, they're not. They're not firing him. There's right. sure. There's some pressure on him, but that's competitive pressure. That's not. Oh, my job is on the line. Pressure. So, I don't see Ryan Day getting fired at all. At all. He'd have to just fall off the cliff miserably and go eight and four every year. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Now is the time to reveal my rankings. Are you ready? I don't think you are, but we're going to go ahead. Number one, I already mentioned this. I have Alabama at number one. I don't need to rehash it. You just heard my spiel about Bama two minutes ago. So Bama, I have one. Georgia, I have two. A lot of people have Ohio State at two. Like I mentioned in my spiel a minute ago, they still have some defensive problems, Georgia. Yeah, they lost a lot. I still think that I trust Kirby enough. that I put them at two. I think they'll replace those. 15,000 NFL draft picks ahead on defense. I think they'll be perfectly fine Georgia. So this is kind of like a power ratings. Don't confuse my predictions with these rankings. This is preseason. Forget everything I just said about the predictions because that has nothing to do with this preseason ranking. So I just want to preface these rankings with that. So one, two, three, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State. To me, those are the three best preseason teams. Clemson, I have at four. I mean yeah, quarterback situation's a little concerning, but to me they're not gonna I mean they're gonna be better at quarterback this year cuz DJ's only gonna go up. He was so bad last year, he can only go really go up personally and the coaches have said that he's improved. And if he doesn't improve enough, you still got a five star waiting in the wings. So one of those two guys I think has a good chance at being a solid quarterback this year for Clemson. And the defense is obviously good. So Clemson I have at 4 for a preseason there. Michigan I have at 5. I think their offense is scary good. They have the best receiving unit they've had in a while, the best running back unit they've had in a while. Uh, I mean, the quarterback depth with McNamara, McCarthy. I mean, all around the offensive line good. They're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to throw the ball this year, and it's hard to stop a team that can do both. The defense loses Hutchinson and Ojabo, but we all know this. Michigan just poops out a ton of NFL draft picks along the front seven there. I think they'll be fine with the departures there. Mozzie Smith's a guy to watch out for on the D-line. But that's my top five, as you see on the screen. Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Michigan. Another thing I wanted to say before we move on is the strength of schedule should have nothing to do with preseason rankings. I've seen people rate teams based on how many wins they think they're going to get. That should have no influence on these rankings because the strength of schedule doesn't matter until these teams play that schedule. So this is, to me, the top teams on paper. So that's my one through five on paper. Six through 10. I got Texas A&M. They are at six there. I think they have the talent to win this year. Sure. I mean, you can call them overrated or whatever, but on paper, they have the talent to win this season. I mean, quarterback is a major concern for them. Quarterback play wasn't great last year. It's going to be either Haynes King or Max Johnson. We'll see. But this team has weapons and they're really good in the trenches. I think the defense is underrated. So, I have a at six. Arkansas, I have at seven. I don't see a weakness with Arkansas at all. I think Sam Pittman's a great coach. Uh, wide receiver, yeah, they lost Traylon Burks, but I think they'll be fine. Uh, they got running backs settled. Offensive line will be good. The defense will be really good as well. I got Arkansas at seven. I think a lot of people are have them uh, like in the teens, or I think AP has them at 20. I think they're way underrated. So top 10 material right there, Arkansas. Number eight, I have NC State. Again, I don't see a major weakness on this team. I mean, they don't have the four and five stars that other teams do, but they're solid all around. The defense is really good. They got an NFL quarterback, Devin Leary, who could potentially be a first-round pick. He's going to be really good this year. Uh, Number nine, then, I have Utah. They're going to dominate the trenches there. I think they'll be a really good team. They're going to pound the rock. I mean, they're the most physical team in the Pac-12. They're kind of built like an SEC program. They have... Kind of that identity there, similar to a lot of SEC teams. So I think Utah, if you're looking for a team probably outside the SEC and Big Ten, to kind of be a sneaky team to get in the playoff, I think Utah could be it because they have a manageable schedule. They really do. Number ten, I have Oklahoma. I have them in the playoff, but I have them at ten to start the year. There's still a little bit of a con- little bit of concerns. Is the is Gabriel, the OC and quarterback, going to translate to Oklahoma? They were successful at UCF. Are they going to translate to Oklahoma? We'll see. How how much does the defense improve? We're we're still going to have to see. I think they'll improve a lot, but there's still some question marks there. Uh, 11 through 15, 11-I Baylor. I still think they're a good team. They lost a lot of production, a lot of production at running back, wide receiver, linebacker, secondary. But the most important places to return players – Offensive line, defensive line, Baylor's got it. I think Baylor dominates in the trenches in the Big 12. I think they're like the fourth favorite, fourth best odds-wise favorite to win the Big 12. I think they should be second or even first. So Baylor, I have it at 11. Notre Dame, I think, is the most overrated team in the country. That I have them at 12. Receiving is an issue. Quarterback, I mean, their quarterback this year, Tyler Buckner, hasn't seen a lot of snaps. So interesting to see how he does. Defense will be solid, but Notre Dame, I'm still concerned about who who are the weapons on offense going to be. 13, I have Michigan State. Offensive line is a concern. Secondary is a little bit of a concern, but overall, they're going to have an explosive offense. Uh, the defensive line will still be good as well. So 13, Michigan State. 14, Penn State. A lot of people don't have them ranked, which I think is a little stupid. I mean, they're talented enough. I think the offensive line is going to improve. A lot of reports coming out of fall camp that They'll be way better than last year. So Penn State, I'm looking at 14. They're going to have a good defense. I think Sean Clifford's underrated. I'm going to say it.
0: So by these rankings, you have Michigan State beating Penn State, and they probably have the same record?
1: I have Michigan State at 10-2, and two, Penn State at 9-3, but Penn State beats Michigan State. Oh, okay. Penn State gets them at home.
0: All right. So- I just got sniped.
1: Yeah, so give me Penn State in that. But it's, you're splitting hairs, I think, between Michigan State and Penn State. Both really good teams. Yeah. 15, I have Kentucky. I, I like their defense. I like their offensive line. running back's good. Someone needs to step up at receiver. Will Levis is a good player, though. All right, 16 through 20. USC, I have at 16. A lot of talent there. I'm still worried about the trenches, with the depth there. But I like the Trojans. Just the, the wide receivers are going to be good. Caleb Williams is obviously dynamic. Oregon, I have at 17, still got concerns with them. Uh, Yeah, so we don't know what we're really going to see on offense, especially there. The defense will be good. And I got a lot of SEC teams from here on out uh, in like the 18 through 30 range. I have Ole Miss at 18. A lot of transfer portal additions will be interesting to see how they gel. LSU, I have at 19, same thing there. Brian Kelly, first year, a lot of transfer portal additions. Miami is interesting. I have them at 20. Mario Cristobal, first year there. We'll see how the defense does. That's the main concern, I think. And the receiver's got to stop dropping passes. So that's 16 through 20. Uh, I'm just going to share my... I'm just going to read them. I'm not going to break down every team. 21, I have Mississippi State. I caught a lot of slack for having them at 6-6, six and six, but the schedule is just brutal. Like I, th- I think most of the teams they play are ranked ahead of them in my rankings. So I have Mississippi State at 21 they're still going to be a really good team. Tennessee at 22, 23 Pitt, 24 Oklahoma State, 25 Wisconsin, and I got 26 Auburn or 26 Iowa, excuse me. 27 Auburn, 28 BYU, 29 Cincinnati, 30 Texas, they're not back by the way. Uh, 31 Florida, 32 Kansas State, 33 South Carolina, 34 Fresno State. That's my group of five team that's going to make the New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, 35 UCLA, 36 UCF, 37 Purdue, 38 Nebraska, who's in action this week, Uh, 39 Minnesota, 40 Houston, 41 Washington, 42 Wake Forest. I think they're overrated, especially with Sam Hartman out. So 42 Wake Forest, 43 North Carolina, 44 Utah State, 45 San Diego State, 46 Louisville, 47 Iowa State. 48, Coastal Carolina, 49, Washington State, 50, Louisiana. Tell me how wrong I am or how right I am.
0: I don't know if Coastal Carolina is better than Washington State,
1: Brendan. I just don't. Oh, you're splitting hairs there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Next on our agenda, man, that was my I'd take a couple of sips of water in between those teams there. So, uh. Question here from CM says stuff. Nebraska, another five to seven lock with Frost. Again, another contract extension. For Frost to get to stay at Nebraska, not even I don't think we really need to talk about extension, but stay at Nebraska. I think they need to go six and six. I think that's the baseline for them. If they make a bowl, I think Frost will be fine because that's shown progress. They'll double the win total from last year. I think that's good enough for them. Anyway.
0: Where is Vandy Chris? That is a hard-hitting question. Where is Vandy Chris yeah, right Vandy now? Chris,
1: his team. We're, is- we're about
0: to talk about Vandy.
1: Yeah, we're. In, this is the most we're going to talk about Vandy like all season. Yeah, up. and he's not even here. So yeah, greatest regular season in sports starts this Saturday. I said it. This Saturday, week zero. Nebraska Northwestern is the game of the week, in my opinion. Big Ten game. It's pivotal for for Nebraska to start off very well. The game is where will
2: in Dublin, Ireland.
1: That was pretty good. Yeah, game in Dublin. We're gonna uh, give our picks in a sec. So yeah, I have Nebraska ranked 38th in my rankings, top 50 there. They're favored by 13 over under at 50 and a half. Game's at 12:30 Eastern. But I need to see I need to see a decent product from Nebraska on Saturday to be honest to be confident in them going forward. They're favored by 13 for a reason. They got the talent over Northwestern. They got that edge. I I, I don't... I think you are You might be able to... There might be some rustiness with the Huskers. New offensive coordinator. New quarterback with Casey Thompson. I'm interested to see how they do together. I think it might take a little bit of time. It's going to be more of a pass-heavy offense for Nebraska this year. It might take a little bit of a time to instill that. I wouldn't be shocked if there's... You know, a couple interceptions from Thompson, just trying to get, trying to understand the playbook. It might take a little bit of time. So I wouldn't be shocked if there's a little bit of rustiness, but overall, I need to see Nebraska prepared. I do. Last year, they played week zero. They were just unprepared. They made so many stupid mistakes against Illinois. They lost that game by like two scores. I mean, realistically, Nebraska should win this game by like 14 or more. Obviously, that's what the spread says, but. To make me feel confident in them going forward, I think they need to win by two or three scores over Northwestern, who's – they're well-coached. So if Nor- if Nebraska's going to make mistakes, Northwestern is going to be right there to pounce on them. We know Northwestern's going to have a decent defense. They always do. Pat Fitzgerald's a good coach. He has his team prepared. They're a well-coached team. So if Nebraska makes mistakes, don't count out Northwestern, I'm telling you. So, Tom, what are your thoughts on this game? Oh, both the helmets
0: have ends on them. But besides that, I don't know why. Uh, but so I think, okay. I don't know why you asked me that. <laughs> if this game wasn't in Dublin, we wouldn't be talking about it. The grass is green. That's why they're playing there.
1: They're playing ball in Dublin this year or uh, this Saturday. Uh, yeah. Jaron says, heavy bet the under on that point total.
0: Agreed. I don't, I do because okay. I don't think Northwestern is going to help out at all for the point. Dude, total. this could
2: be like a thirteen-six game. Yeah, you know say, what I mean?
0: <laughs> I, I'd say, yeah, pound the under.
2: Honestly, I'm
0: slamming the under. I'm not. No
1: pause. I'm not touching this game with a ten-foot pole just because I'm worried about what Nebraska is going to show on what what they're going to do on offense. I think, think Nebraska is
0: going to have to score forty points to hit the a point lot total. of kicking in this game. Yeah,
1: a lot of punting. So. Yeah, I, if if, I were, if you were to put a gun to my head, I'd lean towards under, but I'm not betting this game at all. I, well, I, me, personally, I wouldn't. I mean, if you want to, do so at your own risk, but I'm not touching this game. I mean, 13 points, that's a lot of points for a new offensive coordinator, new quarterback. There are a lot of change at Nebraska. So, yeah, I, mean, I need to see preparation on Nebraska. I need to see them ready to go right out of the gate. Yeah, there could be a few mistakes here and there, but that's kind of natural with a new offensive system. So... That's kind of our uh, Nebraska-Northwestern preview. Other games, 44th-ranked team, according to me. Utah State's playing UConn. They're favored by a ton. Uh, Illinois uh, against Wyoming could be interesting. We're going to pick that game in a sec. Uh, I like Illinois this year. I think I'm going to a bowl game. Uh, Florida State will be interesting to see what they do. They got like a – his name is Johnny Wilson. Watch out for him this year. He's like 6'7". So, I mean, and he's a wide receiver. So, obviously, he's super athletic. Uh they're playing Duquesne. Uh Charlotte FAU that'll be an interesting. Conference game there. North Carolina, I have them ranked 43. They're playing Florida AM. North Texas and Utahs an even spread. So that'll be interesting. Vandy, Hawaii is in nightcap. So that's at 10 30, some late night action on the on the islands. Uh Jaron asks, which is further travel? Nebraska to Dublin or Vandy to Hawaii? I think it's Vandy to Hawaii.
0: Hawaii's way further from California than people think, so I'm I'm pretty sure it's Vandy to Hawaii.
1: I agree with that, so yeah, I think it'd be Vandy to Hawaii. But now is the time to do the picks. All-out picks. We're going to get to what we're going to call it in a sec after we pick.
0: But We'll have a vote, even though there's only like two people max.
1: But as of now, we're we're calling it Blitz Picks. That might change tomorrow. I don't know. But we're going to select three college games. These are the rules. We're going to select three college games, three NFL games each week. Obviously, there's no NFL this week, regular season I'm talking about. So we're just going to do three college games. I'm going to send out a tweet the morning after each All Out Blitz podcast. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to send out the game, the list of games with the spreads. And people can comment underneath that tweet. They're winners for each game straight up and against the spread. I'm going to comment that underneath the tweet, like I said. You get three points for getting the straight up and against the spread, right? One point for getting one of the two picks correct in a game and zero points for getting none of them correct. We're going to keep track of the weekly standings and season-long standings, and most points wins. So if you don't know anything about Vanderbilt or Hawaii football, still pick it because there's no consequence for losing it except for not gaining points. So we're not keeping track of your record. It's just points. All right, are we ready? I suppose. Here are the games this week. You guys will be betting these or picking these same games tomorrow morning. So, Nebraska Northwestern will start with that. Nebraska favored by thirteen.
2: Well, to go first.
0: I think Northwestern covers.
1: Okay, but who wins?
0: Oh, Nebraska.
2: I take Nebraska outright against the spread. Just straight up both of them. Nebraska's got it.
1: Nebraska and Nebraska, okay okay. I'm going Nebraska outright. I think they have too much talent for Northwestern to handle, but like I mentioned with the offense, I'm kind of worried about it. first game new system. I think Northwestern covers 13 points. I'm feeling like a like a 27 to 17 type game. Obviously that would hit the under. that's what I'm kind of feeling so Northwestern covers that spread but I mean Nebraska outright. All right, next game, Wyoming at Illinois. Illinois is favored by 10. Who do you got?
0: I'll take Wyoming straight up.
1: Oh, Wyoming.
2: I don't know why. I I was going to take Illinois, both. Illinois uh, cover and win.
1: I agree with Will on this one. I think Wyoming lost a lot of players to the portal. I mean, every, every other team in the country seemed like they were just picking apart their crumbs there. They're like vultures flying into Laramie, picking everyone up. So give me Illinois. I think the, the run game will be really good for them in this game. This game could be like three hours long. could be really short. But I like Wild- or Illinois outright, Illinois against the spread here. All right, the final game, Vandy, Hawaii, late night in uh, Honolulu. they Honolulu. Vandy's favorite by six and a half. Who are you going with, Tom?
0: Um, My heart wants to take Hawaii straight up, but I'm not going to do that twice in the same pod. So I'll go Vandy. Vandy by three. I don't think they cover.
1: Okay. Well,
2: so if you don't recall, which you won't, not Actually, no. You won't recall it, not because you don't remember, but because this has never entered your mind before. The Lions, in the second round, under what the Patricia the Era, <laughs> selected, in the second round, Hawaii oh, linebacker line. Jelani Tavai. Yeah. And I was so upset about that, that I don't like the school of Hawaii. So, Vandy, Vandy by a million. <laughs> Rocking with their Rainbow Warriors, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of them are great. I'm sure they're really playing their rear ends off. But I will not forget Jelani Tavai, Vandy by a million. Do it for Vandy, Chris.
1: I'm going. I'm with you, Will. I'm going Vandy. I think they have the talent edge, Hawaii. Uh, they're not there yet. New coach, a lot of roster turnover. Gimme Vandy, the Doors. I think this is the only time we're going to be picking them this year. So why not pick? Vanderbilt. Did we all pick Straight Vandy? right up and against the
0: spread? But
2: where is Vandy Chris? We all
0: picked Vandy, so I mean, you know what that means.
1: Hawaii's winning. Uh, that yeah, that that always happens. But you picked Hawaii against the spread, so maybe that evens it out. I don't know. I guess Colt Brennan, goat of midnight quarterbacks, agreed. Agreed. Rest in peace, Colt Brennan. Phenomenal back in his day. So, uh, final comments before we sign off for the week.
2: Oh, yes. Tom Kennedy is a future Gold Jacket recipient. (laughs) Um,
0: Lions, former Lions bust, Deshaun Hand got a sack for the Titans in the preseason game.
2: Hey, he wasn't a bust. He was fine when he played. He just played like four games in Uh, three years. Yeah,
0: that's my closing statement.
2: (laughs) Is he still fat and has the gloves? I and he wasn't like super fat. He was like tall and big. Or maybe I'm thinking of Ashawn Robinson. was one like was fat. interior. He was Ashawn Robinson was like fat, fat, and he always wore like white gloves. And he was so big that like his shirt was always untucked, and he had long sleeves. So he just like he looked like grimace out there.
0: Yeah, a philosophical clothes. Shoot, Will, do you have one? I'm unprepared. A again.
2: philosophical clothes. Give me a topic. Give me. A oh, topic. okay. Uh, pants. Pants? On, I have a better one. Oh, all right. okay.
1: I don't know if it's philosophical. It's more of a debate. I got pants. Give me a second.
0: I think I've asked you pants before because anyone on a tangent about Levi's.
2: Oh yeah.
1: All right. All right. What's the best pizza pizza chain
2: restaurant? Um. Well, we're all from Michigan, so I I gotta go. Jets or Oliver's. To honest with you. Oh, I thought you were
0: gonna go Little Caesars. No, I mean they're too. a great chain how to support the family. Because
2: the thing, chain, it's it's so, its job isn't always to be good. Its job is to be hot and to be ready, and it, it does it is.
0: so well. Until okay, I'm all about supporting the family, the Illich family, but I don't like that it's not five dollars anymore.
2: They they held on in Michigan. It they was they held on like for a while. for but the longest I, in Michigan. I, this this darn inflation. Yeah, little inflation, unfortunately.
0: Little
1: Caesars is kind of what spawned that idea. I had Little Caesars today, hot and ready, crazy, about ten bucks. Like that's meal for ten bucks. That's pretty good. But anyway, Jaron in the comments asked a pretty intriguing question. NASA is preparing to send another crew to the moon. If you have, if you had to live on a, any planet. Which one and why? Okay. You can throw any planet. Uranus. Or Mars. Well, Uranus. Oh, um, my
0: joke. So, man. Okay. Which planets are just gas? Like, you would fall like, like all through. the gas giants, like yeah.
2: Neptune, Jupiter, I think. Okay, so all the out are, there ones. Those the big are all on
0: the list. Mars has bad storms, right?
2: Mars has bad corn. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Iowa. Sorry. That's Iowa. Iowa has bad, <laughs> bad corn. <laughs> I think Mars has like, you know, dust storms. I think Mercury is just too hot. I think Mars is too hot too. But
0: I'd say the one, one I, past Earth, the opposite side of the sun. Hopefully, it's not gas.
2: I'd say the one closest, Saturn? closer to the sun. Saturn
0: is Saturn gas. No, you
2: know, I, they, Saturn. they like rain like diamonds or something yeah all right,
0: i'll go saturn i'll just go to a little trip and then come back with a bunch
2: of diamonds and but like no like they're not like gently raining it's like the speed of sound
0: <laughs> i'll bring an umbrella
2: all right i think i'll go mars see see if there's aliens over there everybody's just des- deliberating i i'll go find out myself
1: is mars the one that's closest to the sun, like in between Earth i think that's and- mercury I'll be honest, I didn't pay attention when they talked about astronomy in school. I've seen
2: or, the Martian. I feel
0: like you know. I know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, I want to be a space pirate. Yeah. I think hot take maybe. I think constellations are the stupidest thing ever.
0: Bro, you're not an asparagus. Have you I seen don't care the about the dipper?
1: big dipper. I don't connect the dots. <laughs> Dude,
2: the sky. We, Will,
0: Will, when Will was at my house with that bonfire, we saw the Big Dipper.
2: Or <laughs> it could have been the small one. I wouldn't know. Well, anyway. when, when, you know, when you live in 1326 and the plague is running rampant and you've got nothing to look at other than sick people in the sky, you'd be like, oh, that looks kind of like a little pot. Yeah, yeah, but I don't care anymore. Why are we talking about it in school? I don't get it. Just,
0: Come on. Yeah, I don't know what we you guys. About
2: in school we did
0: not talk about the Little Dipper.
2: You know, they don't teach. They don't teach like cursive writing anymore, but they still teach like where the planets are. Like, I'm not going there.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I'm also I mean, not writing in cursive. I still either.
2: gotta sign my name. Yeah, you see, you sign checks, you know. So I still got My signature right, is so not in cursive. So. When your though, grandma writes really you a birthday card, is it in cursive? It is actually. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't.
0: When I was little, I couldn't read them because it was in cursive. I can't
2: read though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going. All right, that's
1: enough. We'll see you next week. We'll recap football games from this from uh from Saturday. So we'll see you then.